What's up, Ebenezer Youth? It's awesome to be with you all in the context of celebrating Christmas together. And I just want to first off say, Merry Christmas. I really hope that you are going to have an amazing Christmas day today with lots of awesome presents and gifts and whatever. But if you did not come to youth last week, which was our youth Christmas party, we did a Christmas message on talking about the meaning of Christmas. And we're going to take a moment today and do this online as well. So if you missed last week or you want to just watch and reorientate your heart towards Jesus this Christmas, I encourage you to watch this. As you can see, we often make Christmas about getting gifts, listening to Christmas songs, seeing family, and more. And all of these things are good things. But Christmas is a holiday that actually has originated from the birth of Jesus, if you did not know that. It's a day that we take to celebrate Jesus' birthday, even though, fun fact, Jesus was actually likely born on September 26th. But we do celebrate December 25th largely because I think winter represents a season of hope when it's cold and gloomy. And you may have heard this before as a joke or something like that, but people say Jesus being born is the real reason for the season. But why would we devote a whole day or a whole season to simply celebrating Jesus' birthday? Isn't the birth of Jesus just simply a birth of a child? And even if it is Jesus who is God or he's Lord, why would his birth be necessary to celebrate? And that is what we're going to explore today. So if you don't know much about Christmas, Jesus is God who became king of the world and he came to be born on this world. This marks the very beginning of the New Testament. And Jesus' story doesn't start when he was born as a human in the New Testament, but Jesus is actually God who in fact created our whole world. Many of us know Jesus as the person who died on the cross and he raised again. And because of that, we can confess out with our mouths and accept Jesus into our life by confessing our sins to him. But we also know Jesus performed many miracles. He healed the sick. He revealed to many that he wasn't just an ordinary human, but he was actually God himself on a journey to save us. But Jesus himself was born as a human. And this marks the beginning of the New Testament part of the Bible, like we just said. But why? Why could God not just do all the things without just coming down on earth as a human? He could have done all these things regardless. And I want to talk about the reason and the importance of why Jesus had to do, did come as a human, and why he was born on this earth, and why we celebrate today. So that's what we're going to be exploring today on Christmas, about Christmas. But before we really get and dive deep into this, let's just join our hearts together in prayer. So join me in prayer. God, we just thank you for today, for this beautiful opportunity it's been to maybe celebrate Christmas. And if we're watching Christmas Day, or maybe a bit later, I just pray that this season will be a season where we're able to have a lot of fun, we'll be able to spend lots of time with family, but more importantly, God, allow us to be able to remember what the real reason for this season is. And I ask God that while I speak, that you would indwell in me, and that you would make me less so that you could become great in order that your message could be effectively communicated. So I just want to pray this in your holy and precious name. Amen. Awesome. So let's get going here. So to begin, I'm going to read the story of the birth of Jesus from the perspective in the Gospel of Luke. So I want you to open your Bibles to Luke chapter 2. And if you don't have a Bible, a physical Bible, first off, I encourage you to open it up or find it. But it will also be on the screen be, or beside me. So let us begin by reading out Luke 2 verse 1 to 21. So it's going to be a long section in scripture, but we want to just really let this soak in. So I encourage you to grab a Bible, open it up, and we're going to be reading from Luke 2 chapter or verse 1 
all the way to verse 21. So we're going to read that together. So let's read together. Luke 2, starting in verse 1. It says this, At the time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinus was the governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census, and because of Joseph was the descendant of the King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that there will be great joy of all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by the sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing them, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the child had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel before he was conceived. That was a lot. So in the birth of Jesus, we just want to say, I want to say this and draw this point out, that the birth of Jesus is without a doubt the most important birth of anyone at all time. The birth of Jesus occurs in all four accounts of the Gospels that we find in the Bible. And more than that, it is so important because the Gospels we know are biographies of Jesus. A biography is just simply a written account of someone's life. And in these biographies of Jesus, and specifically for Luke, the one we just read, the story begins, the very beginning of the story of Luke begins with not just any birth, but what we can call the birth of Jesus. The birth of the Messiah, the one who comes to save us. And then after we see Jesus born, we see Jesus preach the gospel, heal the broken, walk with his people, and perform miracles on those who are hurting. And each biography we find, Jesus has this, his birth, his whole life, his death, his resurrection, his commissioning. Every biography has that. And this birth is not just the birth of any child. But this is the birth of what we call the Son of God, Jesus of Nazareth. The person that is so many in this world call their Lord and Savior. Jesus being born is actually known as the most anticipated birth of a child of all time. In the Old Testament, which is essentially pre-Jesus being born as a human, there are 269 predictions <laughs> in the Old Testament of Jesus being born. That is a lot of predictions. And we're going to explore why this birth is significant for us today. And so, before we really get into that though, 
I want you to think to yourself and take a moment to reflect on this question. What do you know about the birth of Jesus? Maybe scribble some thoughts, think about it, take a minute to do that. So ready? Go. Now that we've done that, if you just pause the video if you need more time, but now that we've done that, I want to just continue on with this message. So we're going to start working through the section. So we've read the whole story out, but we want to kind of figure out what is going on in the story. So we're going to go back and we're going to go section by section in Luke 2 verse 1 to 21. And we're going to start by going to Luke 2 verse 1 to 6. So we're going to read Luke 2 verse starting at 1 and then go to verse 6. And we're going to talk about some things that are really coming out in this passage. So let's do that. Luke 2 verse 1 says this. At the time of the Roman Emperor Augustus, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. That's what it says. This was the first royal, this was the first census taken when Quirinus was the governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was the descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. I want you just to reflect on this. Do you know that Jesus was born in a town called Bethlehem? And do you know that Jesus was raised in a town called Nazareth? And when I asked at youth last week, about 99% of people were able to identify that. So that's a very popular thing that we all know. Jesus' parents, Mary and Joseph, traveled to Bethlehem for a census, which a census is a countrywide report on how many people live in the area. We have censuses here in Canada today. But the census was for the Roman Empire in the first century. Very interestingly, back in first century Roman culture, this is super crazy, the Emperor Augustus commanded people to call him the Son of God. And if you know much about Jesus, one of Jesus' main nicknames is the Son of God. And this is interesting. There's this tension that there's a leader in Rome who's asking the legions of the people to call him God. Now, that's like our current leader today, Justin Trudeau, asking you to call him God, all the while having attention because Jesus also calls us to call him Lord and God because of what he did for us and because he created the world. But we know that Augustus, the Roman emperor in the first century, did not do that. It's really interesting and it actually doesn't work. So. Mary and Joseph go do the census in the Roman Empire where there's tension going on and they go to this town for this census called Bethlehem. And Jesus being born in Bethlehem is not a coincidence or by chance. It's actually very significant. In the Old Testament we know that there's 269 predictions of Jesus being born and this is one of them. It says this in Micah 5 verse 2. It says this, But you, O Bethlehem, says Micah, are only a small village among the people of Judah, yet a ruler of Israel, whose origins are in the distant past, will come from you on my behalf. That's Micah 5.2. And this was written 500 years before Jesus was born. So clearly, Jesus being born in Bethlehem is so significant and actually not a coincidence at all. But rather, pointing towards that there's actually something very meaningful about Jesus being born in Bethlehem. And that's predicted in the Old Testament. So let's keep working together in Luke 2, verse 7 to 14. It says this, She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and told him in a manger because there was no lodging available. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them. 
and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that there is going to be great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel who was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. So we see that Jesus is born. And I want to say, this is the strangest birth ever. Imagine it this way. Mary gives birth to Jesus in a manger, which is similar to a barn where animals would eat out of, like an animal feeding trough. And then some random dudes tell Mary, the Lord of the universe was just born. Like came up to her and told her that. Like, what is going on? And I actually want to say that although it kind of sounds strange, there's some serious significance behind this. Isaiah 7:14, another prediction of Jesus coming to this earth, written 500 years before Jesus was born, says this. The virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. This is interesting about the person of Jesus as he came down to this earth predicted to come and save his people. Jesus, who is predicted to be the ruler of the world and spoiler who comes to save the world, is born in a place that animals ate out of. Would you not think that God himself coming down to earth should have the most high profile entry ever? Well, he doesn't. And I think this reflects because Jesus is humble. He, instead of coming as a privileged and pampered leader, Jesus comes as one of us, approachable, available, humble. And what is more humble than a being born in an animal feeding trough, which we often have the opportunity to do so when we elevate our social status. So what I mean is when we have the opportunity to do so, we elevate our social status. But Jesus, who created the world, who rules the world, put himself in the lowest place, even from birth. And I want you to think about that. But the manger is not the point of the story. It's Jesus. And the real reason Jesus being born in a manger is these shepherds knew to find Jesus in the manger. The manger points to Jesus. The animal feeding trough points to Jesus, which is in fact predicted in the Old Testament as well. But N.T. Wright comments, a scholar, comments on the manger this way, and it's really brilliant. He says this, When you see the manger on a card or in church, don't stop at the crib. See what it's pointing to. It is pointing to the explosive truth that the baby lying there is already being spoken of the true king of the world. That's incredible. To see Jesus being born in a manger points that the king of the world was just born in the most humble way. So let's keep reading this passage. It says this in verse 15. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there the baby lying in the manger. After seeing them, the shepherds told everyone what happened and what the angel had said to them about the child. After, all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary had kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for what they heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, he was named Jesus, the name given to him by the angel before he was conceived. We see that there's a celebration of Jesus being born. These shepherds go and spread the news of Jesus being born, 
and everyone is astonished at what's happened. And it's amazing. And I want you to think about this. Why might the birth of Jesus matter to you today? Are you astonished by Jesus' birth? And I want you to take a second and think about this. Why might the birth of Jesus matter to you? I want you to think about that question. So take a second and pause the video. And now that you've thought about that, we just want to draw back and kind of rethink what we've been talking about. I want to start here. As we've said, Jesus being born is also the most anticipated birth of a child of all time. We see in the Old Testament that to Israel, God made a promise to a man named Abraham. And he said to the people of Israel that they would bless the world through Abraham. And through history, Israel doesn't do too hot at this. Over and over again, Israel leaders fall. And because of sin, which is defined as falling short of God and what he asks us to do and follow, we are unable to achieve the goal that God asks us to do. But that is all until Jesus comes into this world. And what Jesus does is incredible. He comes to be born as a human and walk among us. Daryl Bach, a scholar, comments on just the amazingness on this right here. Bach says, the most humble birth of the most exalted figure ever born shows that the key values of life are actually found in the life itself, not in the luxuries that come with life. I have one thing I want you to take away, and I want you to hear this if you've zoned out or you've kind of just checked out a little bit. The meaning of Christmas can be lost in so much of what happens, gifts, food, etc. But the true meaning of Christmas is reflecting and taking a moment to be excited and marvel at the fact that Jesus was actually born. Not just born, but to save us. These shepherds in this passage were in awe of what happened. To be eyewitnesses of 269 predictions of Jesus finally coming to earth was the most incredible thing for them. And I want you to feel the weight of what it must have felt like. To be in awe of Jesus' birth in physical presence. Christmas happens every year. And often throughout the year, we can kind of forget about the true meaning of why Jesus came to earth, why he was born, but allow Christmas this year be a reminder of everything we do and why we think about Jesus the way we do, why we treat Jesus the way we do. Because Jesus' birth as a human starts right at Luke 2, verse 1 to 21. And I want you to remember that. So, let's end to pray. God, I thank you for today, for this opportunity to speak about Christmas. And as we think about Christmas and the true meaning of Christmas, I ask God that you would let us take a step closer to you and understand what your birth really means to us. I thank you that you were born, Jesus, that you came onto this earth to come and save us. And I ask God that you would show us how we can follow in your footsteps, in your ways, in your love and that we could become more like you. Not that we are you, but that we'd become more like you because of what you've done for us. So, allow your birth, Jesus, to remind us of why we celebrate Christmas. So I pray this in your name. Amen. Merry Christmas, everyone. You guys are awesome, and I will see you in a couple weeks from now.